Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to another Dimension of Greatness. I'm glad to be here today to share some powerful revelations concerning accessing the power of God for your life and utilizing a dimension of greatness as he has set forth for us to do through his most powerful word. Um, Hope everyone had a great weekend. My weekend was blessed. As usual, I spent a lot of time in prayer, studying, had some leisure activities as well, did a little bit of relaxing. Of course, I cooked on yesterday and um, I am a great cook. (laughs) Don't want to toot my own horn, but um, I am known for my famous meatloaf and I made one yesterday with some homemade mashed potatoes and some other great things. Everything was just a dimension of greatness yesterday. So I am looking forward to um, finishing this podcast and eating some leftovers. But praise the Lord, God is good. I just want to thank everyone for listening. Um, We have some people that have been um, partaking with us from Ireland and um, Germany and just from all of these places that I would have never thought possible. But thank you for listening. I do want to add that you can click the link on my Instagram page, Felicia Atlas, to go to my WordPress site where there is an actual um, link and where you can actually listen to um, current and old podcast episodes, as well as leave comments. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me if um, what you would like to hear more about, if you have any questions and just fellowship, get to know each other. Um, we're also in revival right now. So um, I'm gonna be adding um, information to my site as well. Um, concerning um, the ministry that I am a part of and uh, the things that we have going on in case you want to be a partaker of that as well. That would be great. Um, The name of the ministry is Harvest Christian Center and um, that's where I belong. Um, It's a family ministry and uh, we are in revival. So if you're listening and you want that extra dose, another quickening in your spirit, man, feel free to, like I said, um, look it up on my Instagram page, or you can always follow um, the Harvest Christian Center or Harvest Christian Ministries on social media platforms. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you in advance. So What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about a dimension of greatness, but we're still talking about dominion. We're still talking about dominion, the power to crumble, to tread down, to rule, to make, to prevail against and to overtake. Now, I do not normally, I'm the type of person that I move very quickly and I speak very quickly and I get excited and I am just always on fire for the Lord. And, but God has changed that through this podcast, as far as the way that the revelations have been delivered. I spent 10 or 11 weeks talking about vision. Never thought I would talk about it that long. Um, but of course the Lord doesn't want you to do things without, um, you know, really, really, really treading out the corn, if you will, or without really leaving a solid explanation. So we talked about vision. Hopefully the eyes of your understanding were enlightened. Mine were, God has brought me into a new place. I see new land. I see new territory. I see new blessings, opportunity, momentum, and magnitudes in the spirit of God. Amen. So what we're going to do as we continue to pull forth the barrier or to break down the barrier that hinders us from possessing land, we're going to continue to talk about dominion, but I'm going to continue to 
follow the direction of the Lord as he says to break down the revelation and the anointing behind the 12 tribes of Israel. So that's what I've been doing. So even though I thought by now I would probably be on the fifth or sixth son of Jacob, I'm still on Simeon, the son that I knew nothing about before this podcast started. The son that I thought wasn't that interesting. The son that I thought wasn't going to bring any power. He's bringing all the weight. He's bringing all the glory. He's bringing all of the anointing, the revelation has been nonstop since I've been discussing Simeon. I am huge on creation. I'm huge on starting. I'm huge on building. I'm huge on making things. I am known for starting businesses, having great ideas. So I thought I would have spent more time with Reuben, which is the firstborn of Jacob and Leah. He represents a creative anointing. There are 12 anointings. There are multiple anointings that come from each tribe that God intends for us as believers to lay hold on and to activate and to walk in to possess the purpose for our lives. Possessing the land means possessing your original purpose. The land only means your original purpose. And so there are 12 different Standard anointing is what I want to call him. Creative anointing for Reuben. Simeon is the promise anointing. He's the second son. And his name means that God hears. God hears. God hears our cry. God hears our burden. God understands the hatred, uh, the turmoil that we face, even like Jabez when he said, enlarge my coast, enlarge my border. God hears. So that's what Simeon means. Because Leah said, because I was hated, God has given me another son. Because you have wrestled with the enemy in the areas of healing of your body, God will give you a healing ministry. Because you've wrestled with the spirit of poverty and because the enemy has fought you in the areas of finance, God is going to give you a financial blessing and a financial literacy mission or ministry or vision. Because the Lord has heard that you were barren, God is going to bless you with a multitude of children and family and just surround you by love and comfort. The thing that the enemy uses against you is the thing that God writes out the contract of promise. So think of the promise, the promised land just represents a contract to establish your original purpose. Think of the promise as a contract signed by God to legally establish your original purpose because the promise is the contract and the land is your original purpose. So things that you're operating in right now, you might work at Foot Locker, You love shoes, but really you're going to have your own shoe. That's what the Lord said before the foundations of the earth. So we're trying to get you back into the the, uh, anointing of creativity so that you can operate in that realm. But once you have the creative anointing, you have the gifting, you have the calling, you have the idea, and you have the patent, you have to have the promised anointing that caused it to manifest. You can create anything you want, but if the promise of the contract hasn't been signed, sealed, and delivered, and we're going to talk about the seal, which is the Holy Spirit that you put on that promise to make it come into action, to make it come into fruition, to make it manifest great and mighty things. There is a system to the way that God does things. There's an anointing that breeds the promise and causes it to yield fruit for generations and generations. And that's what we're talking about through this Dimensions of Greatness podcast, how to actually possess. So you may have the creativity, but you don't have the promise. The promise hasn't been activated. The promise has been spoken over your life, but there's things that you have to do to make sure that the promise comes into manifestation. So that's where we are with Simeon, the second son. He represents promise, but more importantly, government. And I did not know I would be talking about government. I didn't know anything about government. I knew there was a governmental anointing. I knew there was an apostolic anointing, but I did not know that the the um, 
the matrix of this anointing would come through Simeon, the second son. And yes, I said matrix and yes, matrix is in the Bible. And if I were to talk about that, I'd be talking for hours because I have such a big smile on my face, uh, even thinking about the revelation that the Lord has shown me concerning the matrix and how your original purpose is attached to it and will not manifest until you unlock that dimension. Hence the Dimensions of Greatness podcast. Just want to get you into a comfort zone of knowing that there is more. As a matter of fact, I was listening to um, Israel, the old throwback Israel, who's one of my favorite gospel artists, listening to another another breakthrough, another level, another day for you to manifest your promises, um, another harvest, another season for a breakthrough. I love that song. But the part that gets me the most is when he says a greater level a greater harvest, not another level, not another harvest, but a greater. See, there's magnitudes to our successes and our experiences and our encounters. And so we just want to tap into the greater. The Bible says, how much more shall he give us the Holy Spirit if we ask? And so the Holy Spirit has different ways of manifesting itself. It might be through a dream. It might be through prophecy. It might be through a business. It might be through your church. It might be through a relative, but there's different dimensions on in operating in greatness. And so right now we're talking about dominion. We're still talking about the ability to tread down, rule, make, prevail against, overtake, and possess the land. The land is our original purpose. We have to get that. We have to get there. We have to cause manifestation and fruition in this season. And I thank God that he is bringing us into that place prophetically. So as I'm creating um, projects and as I'm creating resources, there will be tangible assets and tangible anointings that you can visit a certain website and download these tools that will help you to get back to that original purpose. There's a book coming. There's so many things coming. So just be on the lookout. I will definitely keep everyone in the audience um, notified. Uh, However, uh, I also want to mention that God was showing me about um, where he is in the spirit right now, as far as his people are concerned. He was showing me like a smile, like how he designed. You have to know that God designed everything about the human body, but he was showing me the smile, why he put the smile on our face. Oh my God, this is great. And how he smiles in the spirit and what it actually looks like when he's smiling in the spirit. We're going to get into that in just a moment. So Colossians 1 and 6 says, for by him were all three things created, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him. So we need to know the word of God says there are thrones, there are dominions, there are principalities, there are powers. All of these things are not beautiful, but all things work together for the good. They all come together for the greater purpose and the purpose is encompassed by the land. So we need that dominion to possess the land. Israel's name was Jacob, but how many know that Israel now is a country? So his actual purpose turned into a place, a place where you can actually visit. And God wants our gifting to become a place where others can actually visit. You have a calling to pray. People need to be able to visit that prayer anointing and take something away from it. It's all about territory, principalities, powers, I'm going to get into that. Let's recap a little bit about last week. I didn't expect my introduction to go this long, but (laughs) glory be to God. (laughs) So last week we talked about the promotion, your promise, your dominion. That was Simeon part three. Uh, Today is Simeon part four. And I hope 
and pray to God that I can get into the next dimension of this teaching and move on to brother number three, which is Levi. God has already started to deal with me about Levi. It's absolutely amazing. It will absolutely blow your socks off. You talk about an anointing. Oh my God, it doesn't get any greater than Levi because that's where the oil began to flow is with that third brother. But before we can get into the anointing of Levi and how God intends to allow oil to flow in your life, you gotta understand that there's a governmental structure for every promise and every blessing. We pray for the anointing. We cry for the anointing. We fast for the anointing, but before that anointing falls is the governmental order allowing you to access a certain territory. Has it been allowed? Have you gained access? Have you gained authority for that oil to flow? And that's why the anointing is missing in some of our lives. So God wants me to break this down. Last week, we talked about the promotion. The promotion is available. The Lord is saying in this time and in this season, the promotion is available. The Bible says in Psalms 24, the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas. He established it upon the floods. If I had time, I would talk more about the seas and the floods and the difference. But both of those represent the sea. Uh, the foundation is a glory. The sea is a glory. The flood is a glory. They all come together to manifest trials and victory in God. But the Bible says that who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? Don't you want to stand in, in the holy place of God? There's so many different holy places, so many different holy revelations about the holy place in the word of God. Um, but you have the, the foundation is what David's saying is the um where the remarkable aspect comes from is knowing the foundation. He's saying, who can stand there? He that understands the foundation. So that's what I want to share with you. He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, he hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing. He shall receive the blessing. Remember the 12 tribes of Israel are from a promise to Jacob to receive a blessing. So the blessing is going back to the beginning to the 12 tribes. This is David talking generations later about the blessing, the original blessing, the original purpose. It's important to understand the mind of God. Why did God say it this way? Why did he establish it this way? Why is the word of God written this way? Let's go back to the beginning and establish what the blessing is. If you're not blessed, you have a lack of understanding on what the blessing is. If you don't have a promise, you're not going to be accessing anything. There's no word governing that allowance over your life. Uh-oh, getting ahead of myself. <laughs> he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face. Oh, Jacob, that seek thy face. Oh, Jacob. Jacob is the progenitor of the blessing. He is the original uh, the original land, so to speak, the original purpose, even though the purpose was given to Abraham, it started to manifest in the third generation, which is Jacob, third representing establishment. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lift up ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. He repeats it. He says, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Now, a lot of people 
we read this and especially if we've been in, in, in church or in ministry any certain amount of time, we listen to this and we get excited. We're like, oh, we're lifting up our head. Hallelujah. The King of glory is coming in. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, I love this scripture myself. But when the Lord began to show me that these everlasting doors are the gates, I'm going to say, I want you to remember this as long as you live. The everlasting doors are the gates. What are the gates? The gates are the government, the governmental system. Oh, ye gates, even lift them up. Ye everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in. So for the king of glory, he's ruling, he's reigning, he's governing over glory. If he's the king of something, he's governing over it. And so we have all these teachings and, and every 10 years or so, there's like a thing that comes out in the body of Christ and everybody jumps on that particular thing. Um, you know, we jumped on the kingdom movement and, the, and that will never go away because God came to establish the kingdom. And, um, and that's his, and that's his, his, his purpose and his promise to us is that we access the kingdom of God, but the kingdom, we cannot fulfill the work of the kingdom without the governmental structure. And before there was a king, there was Joseph, there was the governor. Before, you know, they had Zerubbabel, they had Obadiah, there were so many governors, nobody really talks about them, but the governing anointing comes through the 12 tribes. And God, it's just like God giving you a million dollars, but you don't know what you're gonna do with it. That money will be gone just like that because there's no governmental structure. And so God is saying, I'm about to bless you. I'm about to sign the contract on your, God said, I'm about to sign the contract on that promise. I'm about to sign my identity, my name, my anointing, Jesus the Christ, Jesus the anointing is signing his identity, his word on that contract. But there must be a governmental system or a structure in order to fulfill and manage that blessing. God doesn't squander anything. God does not do anything amiss, but everything that he does has a strategic purpose. So some of us are living our lives day to day without any true purpose. And I do this for fun all the time. I just ask people, what's your purpose? I ask people all the time, what is the word of God in your life today? Or I'll ask somebody, hey, hi, how are you? What's the word of the Lord? just to see how blindly some of us operate day to day without knowing there's a word of promise for our lives. There's a dimension of greatness that we can access. There's a territory that we can possess. There's a land that we can operate in. The Bible says that the gate is the everlasting door. So in getting to know about Simeon, he has the gate on his flag. Every 12, all of the 12 sons of Jacob had a flag. They all had a symbol. And so the symbol with Simeon was the gate of Shechem, Shechem representing the shoulder, the shoulder representing government. And so God is saying something very prophetic in this season. This Joseph being the son that was thrown into slavery, Joseph was actually trafficked. Speaking of human trafficking, that's what Joseph was doing. So because he, that's what Joseph had to partake in was human trafficking. His brother sold him into slavery. And so if you study the word of God, there's such a powerful revelation about traffic. I'm gonna get into it um, a little bit later. But the bones of Joseph were buried in Shechem. And so God is saying that the foundation of the anointing that Joseph had is buried in the governmental promise, is buried in a governmental structure. And so in order to unleash a man of God being able to take over a world system and operate according to the will of God as a man of God in the earth, in the world system, Joseph wasn't operating in the church. 
Joseph wasn't operating in the ministry. He was operating in the government of the world system, but he was able to incorporate the will of God into that structure because he had an understanding. He was an alpha interpreter. He could interpret anything. Um, I don't see anywhere in the scripture where Joseph couldn't interpret anything. But as I studied more, I said, Joseph was interpreting things way back before he even, you know, before his brothers even threw him in the pit, he was interpreting different things. Even when he went to meet his brothers in Shechem, they arrested him and tried to kill him in Shechem. So everything in the word of God somehow revolves around this place of government. So God is saying that he's releasing a governmental anointing, an economic anointing, and a marketplace anointing. He's going to release the permission. The permission is going to be granted. He's granting permission to access governmental authority. He's speaking so strongly concerning the government because of the blessing, because of the promise, because of the land, because of the territory. It all must be managed properly. That's why he told his disciples to pray the kingdom of God, that it would come and be fulfilled on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven is just a ginormous and innumerable and an everlasting governmental system of, of greatness. That's all that it is. It's nothing more and it's nothing less. It is an amazing participle of activating the word of God. And you say, you know, the word of God is quick and powerful and the word of God is everything that we could ever imagine and then some, but it's governed by the will of God. And so when I say the permission has been granted, that permission is taken from the will of God. And I want you to understand this by showing you that picture the will of God being attached to the word of God as a promise of God. And then after God releases the promise through his word, he gives you permission to take off and go forward and activate and act out and live that promise. Imagine the will of God being like a will, like if somebody passes away in their will, it says she can have two acres of land and I want a $2 billion enterprise built on this land to establish X, Y, and Z. Imagine the will being that promise. The people say, I'm seeking the will the will of God, the will of God. If you want to know the will of God, find out what the promise is. <laughs> what has he promised you? And then see if that decision or if that thought matches up with the promise of God. And see, there's a, there's a huge declaration concerning all of these things, the declaration that comes from the king, the decree that comes from the king. And so God said, before I can actually usher you into kingdom operations and operating on a higher plateau and a more royal place through a royal anointing as David, as Solomon, as this person and that person, you have to understand the governmental order. The governmental order is established through the 12 sons of Jacob. Okay. There's a divine order. There's an apostolic order. They all have prerequisites that govern dominion. And so we try to attach ourselves to a blessing. We try to attach ourselves to dominion. Attach, attach, attach. What does attach mean? Attach is the anointing. The third son, Levi, and I'm getting ahead of myself because I want to talk about Levi. I want to get into him next week. But Levi attaches the anointing to your creativity. Levi attaches the anointing to your promise. So you've created something. Then the promise of God says, go for it and possess this. Go forward and do this. I'm giving you my permission, the permissive will, the permissive inheritance. Do you have permission to inherit something that has already been laid up for you? My God, through a divine order, through an apostolic order, he says, but 
in order to fully attain this promise, you have to understand the governmental system before Levi comes in. Levi represents the oil. Moses comes from Levi. Uh, Aaron comes from Levi. Uh, Miriam comes from Levi, the third son, meaning to establish, and they represent an anointing. They represent the prophetic word. And the prophetic word, like I was just saying, is the promise. It's It comes through the word. The will comes through the word. It all comes from the word. It all generates from the word. And so God said, I'm going to have Levi to speak the promised land over the people, over all the tribes, all of the tribes, from Reuben to Benjamin. Moses is going to declare that because the number three represents to establish the Moses is going to establish the word of God, but Moses never took a single soul into the promised land. Who took him in? Joshua took him in. Joshua comes from the tribe of Judah. And I'm just giving you a little bit of intro before I get into it next week, because we're still on Simeon, because Simeon represents Shechem, the promise, the government. The promise governs the blessing. The promise governs the word of God. So you need to know what God has promised you to fulfill your original purpose, to possess the land. The land is your original purpose. You have to know your identity. And that's what I was talking about a few episodes back. Do you have your ID? If, if the promised land asked you to show the ID, can you show your ID in order to get access, in order to get allowance inside? Okay, very, very important. Psalm 67 says, God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Remember I spoke earlier about when God smiles. Listen to this. This is a very powerful spiritual revelation. You have to grasp this in the spirit, man. God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. God was showing me when he smiles, when he's smiling. Listen, verse two, that thy way may be known upon the earth, thy saving health among all nations, thy saving health among all the nations, the 12 tribes of Israel. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Oh, let the nations who come from the 12 tribes of Israel be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon the earth. Selah. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase. God is saying you're gonna, the earth needs to inherit the increase, yield the increase through the 12 tribes of Israel, through these 12 anointings. Oh my God. And God, even our own God, shall bless us according to this standard, according to this rule, according to this law. And God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Now God was showing me that what David meant by this is that he saw the face of God. He saw the smile of God when this pattern was fulfilled, when this governmental structure is fulfilled, when people operate in this truth, he sees the smile of God in the spirit. The Bible says his face will shine upon us for the face of God to shine upon us. That means God is pleased. Oh my God. There are so many scriptures that talk about when a man's ways please the Lord. Oh my God. He will make even his enemies to be at how can he make his enemies be at peace? He's talking about the enemies that were coming against the children of Israel when they tried to possess the land. They could not hinder 
the smile of God because the smile of God pleased God for them to possess their original purpose. So we make God smile when we try to attain the blessing. When we people think, you know, there is no greed when you're seeking the will of God. You can never seek God too much. You can never hunger after the righteousness too much. You can never thirst after righteousness too much. There is no such thing as greed and being in the secret place of the Most High God. Oh my God, under the shadow of the Almighty, all you need to do is continue to want the greatness of God, the greatness of God, not of the earth, not of the world, not of your flesh, of God. And he will give you the governmental system, the governmental order. His face will shine upon us. He will be merciful. He'll release the blessing. My God, there are so many blessings in this world. I just can't even take it. I'm going to skip down a little bit. I do want to say this though. Um, the system that God is releasing it prophetically in this time and in this season is government, which is the implementation and implantation. Implementation means to take the system and make it fit into your life and let it hover around the system of your life, your day-to-day activities. That's what has to take place. And then he's, and then the implantation happens. You implement and then you implant. God's saying, implement my ways so that I can govern the promise of your life. Implement my ways. Put my word in your life. Meditate on it day and night. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Then thou shalt have good success. And then he's saying in the implantation, I'm going to put an establishment in your day-to-day life. I'm going to put a system, a structure, an institution of government in your life. You might not see the building. It's just like when the house was torn down in the Old Testament, they kept rebuilding it. They kept rebuilding it. We don't have to rebuild it. Jesus has come as the house. We abide in him. He abides in us. And that is the the household or the governmental structure that houses our promises. So he says he's going to give us planning. He's going to give us authorization. He's going to cause us to accomplish. He's going to cause us to bestow, to lead, and to straighten the path that we're taking into the promised land so that we can effectively possess. What happens when we get into the promised land? He's releasing an economy. He's saying, I'm releasing an economy, a system. It's going to be your personal economy. Every economy is different. My economy might be different than Rebecca's. Rebecca's might be different than Lisa's. They're different because they're based on your product. Your product is not my product. Your resource is not my resource. Your gift is not my gift. And so through the economy, he's giving a budget. What is the budget? The budget is an allotment through the tribe of Levi. He told Aaron in the book of Numbers, and the Lord spake unto Aaron, behold, I also have given thee charge of mine heave offerings of all the hallowed things of all the children of Israel, all the generations. Levi, the tribe of Levi has a governmental authority over